here's how it'll happen. The magic will have to be consistent from beyond the arc. Milwaukee gives up 39 three-point attempts to opponents per game. Uh, opponents shoot an average of 35.5%. The magic will have to be consistent. They'll have to make at least 16 threes a game. Which is about five more than what they average now. They they make 11, but continue. I, Nikola Vucevic is going to have to play like a superstar. It won't be just enough to cancel out the production of the Lopez twins. He'll have to really carry the load offensively for the team and not shrink in the playoffs as he did last year. Penny, you nailed it. Great, great job, man. I, I can't believe uh, we did it again. Uh, the Magic took game one from uh, from a big-time favorite. Instead of last year where we were the 7th seed going up against the 2 seed Toronto Raptors and Augustine beat them with you know with their with the buzzer with the game winner in a rap in a rabid Toronto crowd. We were on neutral ground at Disney World as the 8th seed and we beat the Milwaukee Bucks. Comfortably, I might add, 122 to 110. I'm stunned, as as you heard in the uh, in in the preview and the opening here in the intro. Uh, Penny, pretty much, you nailed it. I mean, you said the Magic would have to nail at least 16 threes. They did. They nailed 16 out of 41 threes against the Bucks. That's 39 percent. Um, you said Vooch had to show up, which I mean, we all assume that, but I mean, it's it's beyond my wildest dreams. He Vooch had 35 points on 15 of 24 shooting, including five of eight on at on three pointers, 14 rebounds. Yeah, he had the five turnovers. A couple of those were questionable by the officials. Which had we lost, I, I might have been in a rage over what uh, Tony Brothers' staff was doing with with the officiating. But and four dimes to go with it. I mean, what do you make of one your prognostication, Penny, and just how how the, this game turned out? Because I know I said Magic in five, but I mean it, it very well could be it could have been a sweep, but that's not happening now. Uh, well, a, a blind squirrel does get a nut every once in a while, so I will say that. Are you I, talking about you or the Magic? <laughs> I'm talking about me. Uh, <laughs> in, in terms of the team, you know, I, I did not forecast any wins. I, I didn't see any of them coming. So today. Uh, the you know game one was a boon and, and really fun. Um, the here's the optimist coming out in me now is that uh, yeah, Vooch shot a, a high percentage and and made a bunch of threes and obviously you know we shot well from beyond the arc. But I don't think there's anything that's not there's nothing unsustainable about doing this again in game two. I don't know that you'll get the same production from a Gary Clark who actually, you know, he, he cooled off in the second half. Yeah, he was so Gary was four of twelve. All of his attempts were from three point range. He saw he shot four of twelve. He got off yeah. to a solid start. Gary, fifteen points, six rebounds. Awesome, awesome game for him in his in his playoff starting debut. He played a few minutes, I think, as a rocket in the playoffs, but they were in like garbage time. Here he is, center stage. We all find out before tip Aaron Gordon can't go. 
we knew going in Michael Carter Williams was doubtful, so he we knew he probably wasn't going to play. But AG before tip, we found out he wasn't going to go. The team themselves, pro- it sounds like, didn't know he AG would would not play till yesterday. So Gary probably had about 24 hours to mentally prepare himself for a playoff start. And you know, four twelve doesn't look great, but the man showed up. He played some pretty solid defense and. He is a two-time, uh, I believe, defensive uh, defensive first-team player from Cincinnati. So he does have that pedigree in his back pocket. But um, actually, might have been conference defensive player of the year twice. But, I mean, I'm looking at the starters for us. James Ennis was a very efficient 3 of 5 shooting, 2 of 3 from downtown, 11 points, 8 rebounds, which are huge considering he's playing the smaller forward position. And I, I mean, he probably went up against Giannis Adetokounmpo the most out of everybody in his 31 minutes that he played. And then I already went over Vooch's line. Fournier, he didn't score till the fourth quarter. Thankfully he made all nine of his points. He got all nine of his points in the fourth quarter. All of them were three pointers. Evan turns up with a respectable in the end, three of eight, line from the from the field three of seven shooting from three-point range but and the five assists are nice I would actually argue that Evans team defense overall was probably better than uh than his offensive game for sure even though thankfully he got hot at the end and helped us finish him off and then Fultz was other than yeah other than Vooch Fultz was the only starter that shot over 50 percent uh Fultz was six of 11 from the field 15 points but uh and six assists um what you were saying, yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see if Aaron and or Michael Carter-Williams is available for game two, but you're right. From a shooting perspective, I mean, we shot 39% from three, 16 of 41. We're, you know, we're not that good, you typically, but overall percentage-wise, we shot 49.4% field goal percentage. It wasn't blazing hot in the end, in my mind. Now, we got off to a pretty good start in the first half, and particularly in that first quarter, but um, you can continue with your point as far as just the, the sustainability of the shooting. It, it wasn't gaudy today. Yeah, obviously we did get off to a hot start, and I, I think that kind of carried over until it tailed off in the second half. Um, but in terms of production, we you know spread across the board. You had six guys in double figures, and I think some of the, you know, who knows how it's going to go from game to game, but just objectively... The, the people that outperformed today, I think you can have them take a step back and and have a DJ Augustine and an Evan Fournier particularly pick up the slack in game two and still cumulatively come, you know, come away with the same kind of production that that keeps you in the game. Um, and that's all we're asking for is, uh, you know, let's let's just give ourselves a chance. Let's make it competitive and uh, entertain the fans for as long as we, we remain in the playoffs. Yeah, and I mean, Augustine, he, I was surprised to see he actually had 11 assists in the game. It didn't seem like it for a while there, but then again, I think half of them probably ended up going to Terrence Ross. Um, But he had 11 points on 3 of 11 shooting to DJ with the 11 assists. We can talk about it now. Uh, I just, I hate it that when DJ is in there with Markel Fultz, Fultz, isn't constantly the one ball handling. It's it's Augustine a lot of the time when it should be DJ that's camping out and Markel doing his thing. Because obviously when Markel is running point, we saw what happened, especially in the first quarter. 
and then a little bit there at the end in the fourth that you got to see. Well, actually, and particularly in the third, um, where I mean, let Markell do be be Markell. Let him run point. He was he opened the game four four. All four shots he made at the time were were mid range jumpers, and the kid did good. That, that that's my thing. I don't know what your thought is on Augustine in that regard. Yeah, I think obviously it makes more sense to have the more capable shooter, the one playing off the ball and, and spreading the floor. But I do want to echo your point that uh, um, the the poise was certainly there from from a young player um, from the opening tip, scored the first bucket of the game after Milwaukee had started hot, um, and and really set the table for Vucevic to get going early too. Yeah, I, I think I knew we might have had a shot once Vooch made like his first couple shots. Like I think he made a, a, a two and then he made a three, and it's like he's off to a quick five points. And it's a complete opposite to what we saw in the entire Raptor series last year, where he just he has this thing where he respects both Gasol brothers too much for his own good. And thankfully he doesn't seem to respect respect Brooke Lopez, who the only contribution Brooke Lopez really had in the game was kicking the shit out of the bench chair. That was uh during a timeout. I mean, Lopez only had 10 points in the game. Um, and the most annoying thing he did was act as he always does. Uh, I think he was, the, I, I can't remember who it was. I think it was Wes Wundu. No, it was Markel Fultz on the fast break where he clearly went across his body, fouled him twice, and then his argument to the referee was, bad call. Yeah, it, Brooke... Like even before Fultz's attempt, like is even as Fultz is going up with his offhand, Lopez is 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 uh, fouling him with uh, you know on the shoulder with his left hand, and then he comes in for the block with his right. So you're right, he got fouled multiple times going up. So um, was there a point in this game where you knew the Magic would not get blown out? How how quickly did you feel we we were uh, we were not only in this, but or we were not going to get blown out? Um, I guess it was the <laughs> I guess it was the third quarter after Milwaukee had made their run where we responded. Um, you know, it was kind of shaky ground to start the second half, and you go, okay, they they put together a good twenty four minutes, but is here where the superior team starts to outclass our our squad, and uh, I was relieved and surprised a little bit that it didn't happen. Yeah, so the Magic won the first quarter, thirty-three to twenty-three. They drew even in the second quarter, so you're up ten at halftime. And in the third quarter, the Magic opened it up briefly, but and then Milwaukee just started reeling us in. But just that one-two game with Vooch and Fultz, like the Bucks were within, I think, a point or a bucket, and just Vooch and Fultz just got us out of it. Just both of them just playing off each other. They were they were just getting buckets for us and. Grew the lead out to basically double digits. The bench unit, both halves, did an awesome job overall just making sure that Milwaukee didn't chip into our lead too hard. And we were able to rest uh, Vucevic uh, a few minutes. And then, I mean, my argument for for Clifford was would be to get Fultz back in the game a lot quicker than he did. I think Fultz went out with like nine, like with three minutes to go in the third quarter, and then Fultz didn't get back in with almost six minutes to go in the fourth. That that was way too long in my book, but um, it didn't it didn't hurt us in the end, thankfully. Um, I mean, looking at the rest of the bench, T. Ross, he, he started off quiet, and then he ratcheted it up real quick. He, T. Ross had the game high uh, plus minus. He was plus 19 from the field. 
He had 18 points, six rebounds, seven of 13 from the field. He actually T. Ross didn't make a three in this game. That's that's the scary part if you're Milwaukee. T. Ross was just 0 of three from three. Um, when when Ross is 0 of three from three, Augustine is only one of four. Um, one dude didn't even attempt the three. Like the mad, the, the the only four guys that hit multiple threes were Ennis, Clark, Vooch, and Fournier. So again. You're right. A couple guys could step back performance-wise next game, and others could step up, and it's very feasible in my mind. Um, how do you think we played a Dedekumba overall? Because Yanni ended up only playing 34 minutes. He he got in a little bit of foul trouble and had five fouls at the end of it. But um, a was 12 of 25 from the field, only four of nine from the free throw line. Well, I'll talk about free throws in a second later here, but. Um, he shot actually a respectable three of seven from three-point range, and about three of those four misses were really ugly. They only hit, like, backboard, basically, or just clanked off the rim. The 17 rebounds are expected almost from him at this point. It's insane, but it's he, he gobbles up rebounds like crazy. Seven assists, five turnovers. That's the most that any buck had. Middleton had four turnovers, even. And, I mean, how, how do you think we, we played them overall especially you know Adeta Kumbo and I guess limiting the supporting cast because the only bench guy that hurt us was George Hill with 16 points no other buck uh, bench player had more than six and that was Marvin Williams with two threes well we talked about offensively the production was high across the board in the second unit and um, I think even more impressively than that was the, the defensive game plan and effort and execution, it was pretty clear um, that, that Clifford was trying to contain Yanni and, and make him a perimeter player as much as possible, as, as every team would like him to be, um, to keep him out of the paint and from using his length and the long strides on the spin moves to get all the way to the rim. I was... Uh, I, I don't think you could be happier despite his line at the end of the game with how they played Giannis, but also the team as a whole. We talked about shutting down the secondary and, and you know the third options, and you're right. They, they did a pretty good job across the board. There's a couple of like DiVincenzo uh, takes against Evan or, or things where, you know, things that, that stick out in your mind, but on the whole, uh, I, I don't think that you could ask for much more. Obviously, Milwaukee didn't shoot the ball particularly well, um, but they also didn't take super high-quality shots either. I mean, it so ends again, up it ends up not being terrible. And sorry, I cut off your point, but I mean, the Bucks were 39 of 90 from the field, so 43.3% from the field. 14 of 42 on threes, so 33.3%. Like, it's not god-awful. It, it's really not... Um, you're right. Like DiVincenzo was one of six from the field total. Pat Connaughton was one of four. Those guys missed like a couple open look threes. I mean, there's really, there's not too many open threes that, uh, you know, or from the non Yanni variety anyway, there's not too many open threes that they gave, that we gave up that Milwaukee just absolutely like butchered. Like I, I can only think of like a couple of threes that maybe if it's a different game, they, they go down. But, um, I mean, we... I thought we handled them great, and look, I still think I, I'm still curious to see what the game would look like where we let Adetokounmpo go for 50 or 60 points. Um, but I thought the Fox Sports Florida broadcast made a really good point in the pregame where they were talking about how 
uh, Middleton, Adetokounmpo, and Bledsoe, the, their three highest scorers, basically, they their their season averages. Um, you know, when they play the Magic, they usually actually score below their season averages, which means it's usually like the second unit, it's the secondary guys that you were talking about that get higher, you know, get above their averages usually, and that's because that, that's why we got blown out in, in the four games, basically, that we played against them in the regular season. So, again, other than George Hill's 16, like, none of those guys punished us. Like, Kyle Korver comes in, plays 10 minutes, scores six points, you know, two, you know, two or three from the field, but the Magic, and especially Wessel Wundu, just went and bullied it on the, on the other end. They made him play defense, and that's why Korver couldn't stay on the floor more than 10 minutes. So, um yeah, yeah, look, it's 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 an uphill climb. It's this series. This is Everest, right? But the the Magic have a foothold, and now now that they won Game One, you kind of hate to say it, but um, I I think winning two games is a, akin to winning the series. Yeah, no, I mean, look, Budenholzer, who I, I I always forget that Mike Budenholzer just looks concerned every game, whether he's winning or losing. He looks like he's about to like have a panic attack. That that's that's not good for you, man. But um, they're gonna definitely come with more energy, more of an adjustment. Because let's be honest, the Magic, especially out of the gate, just wanted it more. And throughout the game, I'm watching. I'm like. The Magic are just getting to these extra effort balls. They're getting to these these loose balls more than Milwaukee is. And look, Milwaukee was the best team in the league for a reason. They usually make the hustle plays. Um, I'll talk about the the three uh, hustle stats that I like. That you know, if the Magic can hold and keep this going, I mean, we we actually might have a shot to get you know more than another game maybe in this series. But when you look at points in the paint second chance points and fast break points, especially fast break points, Milwaukee is elite in these. I mean, they're number one in pace. A lot of their three, you know, they score a lot of threes from transition plays. And looking at points in the paint, the Magic only lost points in the paint by four points. And that was with Steve Clifford conceding at, you know, at, in the pregame that the Magic were going to just run back on defense. They weren't going to try and get um, offensive rebounds, um, you know, or and and that shows in the second chance points as well, where the Bucks only won second chance points by point ten to nine, and the Magic actually won fast break points twelve to ten. Which just if you look at those three hustle type statistics, the Magic being basically dead even with Milwaukee is why not only were we in the game, but we actually won comfortably. And that's when you add in the the three pointers to it. So, um, yeah, I I will say. From an injury perspective, I'm actually quite glad that uh, Ersan Ilyasova was out, and I don't know how long he's going to be out with an elbow sprain, but um, I don't want to see that guy play as long as possible in this series because he's, you know he's going to average like five offensive charges in, in this in this series. But, um, I mean, what do you want to say for any of those hustle stats that I said or just what you saw from an effort perspective? Because I thought, just honestly, energy and effort-wise, the Magic just wanted that more. Yeah, I think that's a real good point. Um, you, I, you, I guess the effort plays right. They're they're important for building positive, but they're also important for for stopping kind of the snowballing negative. Yeah. Um, and and you always were kind of waiting for things to crumble, and they and they just didn't. Um, and even I, there's one play that stuck out to me where the Bucks were kind of making a run. Um, 
Brooke Lopez ended up catching a ball that DJ Augustine almost stole in the paint um, when the Bucks got an easy two. And to my mind, that's the kind of play that, like, you know, the, the effort is there, the outcome was not great. Um, but I guess more so than just those three hustle stats would be the mental fortitude of, of the team um, and kind of bouncing back from exerting a bunch of effort and not getting a positive result and then coming back and making another play and making multiple efforts. So that was really nice to see. But I, I agree. I think containing the fast break obviously is going to be important moving forward. Um, and then also, again, I think Clifford mentioned it in the post game too, is just really committing to, to the, to the boards, both offensively and, and defensively um, and trying to make sure it's, closer to 50-50 and not getting totally out-rebounded by, you know, one of the best rebounding teams in the league. Yeah, and we we actually out-rebounded by one, 48-47. We had more rebounds. Now, Milwaukee had seven more offensive rebounds than we did, and like and th- that worked out fine for us today. Like I mean, overall rebounds, like I said, we out-rebounded 48-47. Um, the free throws, and I guess I should have – maybe, maybe – I. And that's my bad to where I, I probably should have looked at free throws more here. But the Magic shot 18 of 19 from the free throw line. And the Bucks had nine more free throw attempts than we did. But guess what? They missed 10 of them. So they, too, only made 18 free throws. But this is from 28 attempts. And I already said Adetokumbo was like four of nine. But, I mean, it's... It, it, I, I, don't know, I don't know if we're going to be able to top this. But from a... Just a, per, a percentage perspective, it's it's not gaudy. It's not we didn't shoot like fifty six percent for the game or anything. We shot below fifty percent. The three point percentage was thirty nine. Like we're, it's going to be tough to make sixteen or more threes each game. Obviously, this series and again, Milwaukee's going to make adjustments. We'll see what those are. Um, but certain facets of the game certainly went our way in in game one. But I think. On the whole, the Magic deserve to win this game. And if you're talking about them winning another game in the series, which is the next goal, um, there are other ways to win games, right? So yeah. I think there's there's an opportunity to have a really fluky shooting night, um, good or bad, to steal another one. And there there are other ways to win games that the Magic can can take advantage of too. But but this particular one on the whole was just uh, they were the better team today. Yeah, um, so quick shout-out to Vooch. Only uh, three players in Magic playoff history have had at least 33 points and 12 rebounds in a game, and Vooch had 35 and 13. But the three players are Vooch, Shaquille O'Neal, and Dwight Howard. So that's very good company to to be in. Um, I'm almost surprised McGrady didn't have one of those games, but I think the most McGrady had was like 12 rebounds in a playoff game, I want to say. But um, it's good company for Vooch to be in. Uh, so question for you, Penny is seeing as how, how we performed, would you, would, if, if they were available, would you, uh, would you play or, well, if they were close to being available, would you have Aaron Gordon and Michael Carter Williams activated or would you run it back? Um, I, you play them and you put them both into the rotation. Okay. Absolutely. I'm assuming you would have Aaron start and have Gary come off the bench then. Uh, yeah, okay. for sure. Yeah, I would too. I was just curious because, I mean, 
some coaches, especially in upset situations like we're in right now, they they like to write it out. And I'd I'd be interested to see if Clifford would act would bring Aaron off the bench rather than start him. But I guess we'll find out on Thursday. Um, you know, this was a 1:30 p.m. Eastern time tip today. So all of uh, Europe got to watch this game in prime time, and I'm sure there were a lot of shocked people with this game. Um, but the uh, the game Thursday night is going to be at 6 p.m., so I don't know if that falls more in Milwaukee's favor right there and, and, and whatnot. But, um, yeah, it's is there anything from what you saw either rotation-wise or – or just whatever you saw visually that you didn't like that you want Clifford and the staff to change or you want somebody to change. Like we already talked about how if you have Augustine and Fultz in the backcourt, like you can't have Augustine being the guy on the ball. You know, Fultz has to be on the ball, not off the ball. And then I, Fournier, it'd be nice for him to hit shots a little bit earlier uh, in games going forward. But, I mean, defensively, he actually he, he worked his ass off, I thought. He, he really committed himself. And I don't know. Is there anything that you noticed that uh, that you want the Magic to avoid or change going into Game Two? And honestly, I I thought the nine man rotation worked out really well. Uh, I was happy that Kem Birch got a solid fourteen minutes of action. I thought the Kem that did a combo stopper. That's right, man. Shout out to Birch. Yeah, the defensive game plan I thought was great. I thought the coaching staff did a great job. Um, having everyone well prepared, and of course they executed, but you I, you just got to keep building, and, and clearly um, there, there's a plan in place that can be effective and replicated. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what kind of adjustments Milwaukee makes with both their rotation and their game plan for, for game two. Yeah, and look, I thought Fultz out of the gate was fearless, and I think it, it just resonated throughout the team. And if he keeps that up, we... It, it's good having Fultz, man, and I think America saw what Markel could do and obviously what Vooch could do. And Like, I know it's just one game and it doesn't make up for for at least an entire series last season, but, um, I mean, that, that was a huge game to, for Vooch. It got a big gorilla off his back, probably, and, I mean, just it's it, it'll be interesting to see moving forward because now the pressure shifts to Milwaukee. I mean, the Magic still have no pressure on them right now, um, and we'll see how that goes, but... Uh, just a quick shout out to Stephanie and Lou. They were our uh, our our prize winners for the uh, for the giveaway that we did. So we'll be sending out uh, our our prize package out to them. So congrats on on that. And you got anything else you want to add, Penny? Or uh, we should we get out of here and uh, and just savor in this victory? Yeah, I want to thank everyone for listening and also for for participating in that first contest. And I'm sure we'll drum something fun up again soon. Uh, let's savor this one and uh, let's let's connect on Thursday and see if we can steal steal another one. All right, buddy, let's do it. We appreciate you listening to another episode. Please subscribe and give us a wonderful rating. Tweet us any of your questions and feedback. Penny, what's your Twitter handle? At Spencer Strode. And I'm at Papa Giorgio MBO. And with that. Go Magic, take care, and just win. Get out the way, get out the way, get out the way, yeah. Yeah. Get out the way, get out the way.